This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Exodus 13. Now this is the Old Testament. We're going old school today. This is pre-Jesus, before Jesus ever comes. Exodus is the second book of the Bible. The book of Genesis is where God sets up everything in the garden. Adam and Eve, it's where we get our forefathers. It's where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob come. We got characters like Joseph and beautiful book. Now Exodus, Exodus, remember God's chosen people, the Israelites, they found themselves in slavery in Egypt. And so they were in slavery for quite some time. And, uh, but you know, God never wants us to live in bondage. So the Bible says that God brought them out of slavery and into the promised land. I want to talk this morning about the concept and the idea, a principle that runs through all of the Bible, and that's putting God first. God, from the Old Testament all the way from the beginning, even to the very last book of the Bible, a principle in the Bible is God first. In other words, we don't want God to be an afterthought. We don't want God to live on the back burner of our hearts and lives. We want to put God first in our lives. God should be first. Can I just encourage you today? Even if you tried to put God second, you couldn't. Because God, by his nature, he is first. The Bible says things like he has the name above all names. He is the king above all the kings. He is the Lord of all the lords. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. Come on, anybody believe today as Zoe? Come on, that God is first. Can't come in second, not even option. He's like the Dodgers, got to come in first. He's first. God first. I want to talk today about living the God first life. Let's read here in the Old Testament, Exodus. Watch what God says. It says, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, this is the promised land, as he swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all the first opens the womb. All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, you shall break its neck. Every firstborn of man among you and your sons you shall redeem. And when the time comes to when your son asks you, God, uh, uh, Father, why do we do this? What does this mean? You shall say to him, by, by a strong hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. I like that part. We're going we're gonna to end on that last part. When your son asks you, Dad, why in the world do we do this, Dad? You should tell your son, son, the reason why we do this is because by a strong hand, God brought us out of the house of slavery and he brought us in to the promised land. Come on, anybody thankful today that God didn't let you live in your mess. He didn't let you live in bondage. Come on, you can be louder than this. Come on, thank you. By an outstretched hand, God brought you into the Zoe life, the abundant life. You write down the title of today. It's just called the God first life. I want to teach today, this is probably one of the most important messages I'll ever teach in the history of our church. I don't think I can teach a more important message than this because, let me just say it to you this way, if God is first in your life, your whole life will be in order. If God is not first in your life, your entire life will be out of order. And so if you get this right, if you put God first, your entire life will be in order. 
And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that God will speak to you. God will speak to me. God will speak to us. And that when we leave here, we will leave in courage because we know that God is for us. Who can be against us? Amen. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you today for your word. We thank you today that you are alive, you are active, you are for us, and you are with us. We acknowledge today that your word never returns void. We thank you that you are not a man, that you should lie, but we could trust in you. God, we are looking to you. We are asking you. God, show us how to live with you first in our world. We love you so much. And God, we are praying collectively as a community that the Dodgers will beat the Cubs and advance to the next round in Jesus name and we all said together I had a couple after the 930 I was out front saying hi to everybody and this couple's like "Ah, we're from Chicago we came by and you know go Cubs I was like oh so nice to have you here today like just keep going (laughs) Dodgers um I like that we live in a culture like our society can kind of acknowledge and tell when someone has it right like when their priorities are in order. Like it's, it's just kind of obvious. Like when, when a dad chooses to spend time with his kids, we're like, oh, he's got his priorities in order. Like when someone comes to church on Sunday, we're like, oh, you got your priorities in order. Remember, putting a priority on God's house brings a blessing to your house. Something about priorities. Like you just tell. Yesterday in the morning time, I got up early. I set my alarm on a Saturday morning, and I, 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 I got to have coffee and watch college game day. I put out a tweet. I put, you know, I'm still on Twitter, y'all. That's where I get my news. And, um, and so I tweeted out, I said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm having a cup of coffee and watching college game day. And someone replied back and said, you got your priorities in order. I was like, you got that right. You know, like I got my priorities in order. I like that coffee shop in L.A. Have you been to Alfred's Coffee yet? Alfred's Coffee, on the cup it says, but first coffee. I'm like, this coffee shop rules. Because it, there's something about having your priorities. I want to talk today about putting your priorities in order that God doesn't slip all the way back into the back of your life, but he actually stays in the first part of who you are. He act, Listen, God is first no matter what, but you and I can make moves and take action to where we legitimately live out the value that we put God first. We don't put God first just by singing. We don't put God first because we read the Bible sometimes. We don't put God first because we pray. No, when we put God first, it's actually attributed to our actions that we give back what belongs to God. So in other words, I want to talk this morning about tithing. I want to talk this morning about finances because when we tithe, we are actually declaring that God is first. I want to show you throughout the Bible this principle that tithing literally is an action point. It's literally a way that we respond to God's grace and we prove to God that he's not back there, but he is right here. The tithe is literally an action point that you and I make where we declare God's first. In other words, church, please hear me today. I do not want us to come in next Sunday, October 22nd, Heart for the House offering. And you and I live this lifestyle where it's like once a year we bring this offering, but the rest of the year we just live however we want with our finances. No, no, no. An offering that happens once a year is because of the lifestyle of faith that we live all year. And we're not just living from offering to offering. We're living week to week and day to day with God as first. Love this story right here. Can you get the picture? They're in the promised land. They're in, they're in God's blessing land. And God said, when you get to the land, this is what I want you to do. All the firstborns, 
I remember when Julie and I, when we had our firstborn, Georgia, our Georgia's almost, almost six years old now. I remember when our firstborn was born, we dedicated our firstborn to the Lord. He said, when your firstborn is, whether it's an animal or a son, just like even back in Egypt, this is symbolic. I want you to take all the firstborns, and if it comes out as a donkey, you need to use a lamb to make sure that which is unclean, the donkey, can be cleansed by the sacrifice of a lamb. Church, this is Old Testament, so it's a foreshadow. It's a, it's a glimpse of the better sacrifice and the better cleanliness that would come, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let me just ask you a question. When you and I were born, when we were, when we were born, were we born clean or were we born unclean? The answer to that question is we were born unclean. We were born in sin. In other words, when you were born, nobody taught you how to sin. Nobody was like, come over here. I'm going to show you how to sin. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. They have already mastered sinning. They're already good at sin. My four-year-old will come to me and, and be like, mom said I can have a treat. So can I have a treat, dad? Because mom said. I will go to his mom and I'll say, did you say that this child can have a treat? No, I did not say that. You liar. Like, he's already, he was born unclean. Now, the reason why God had, this is just the reality. <laughs> Thank God for so many kids. But the way that you and I became clean was God so loved the world that he gave his firstborn, he gave the firstfruits, he gave his son so a lamb, the lamb of God, could cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Come on, anybody thankful today that the Bible says though our sins may be as crimson, this lamb can wash us as white as snow. So this is symbolic that God is saying, give the first to me, I just want to tell you about God. God will never ask you to do something he doesn't first do himself. So God says, be holy because I'm holy. God says, give me the first because I actually gave you my first. I get, you give me your best because I'm going to give you my best. I'm not going to ask you to bring a tithe until I bring a tithe. In other words, Jesus is God's tithe. This is what Jesus is symbolic of. He is God's type. In fact, you can write down point number one. Jesus is our redeeming sacrifice. Jesus is the redeeming. When Jesus came down to this earth, he became on a cross. He's, he literally died on a cross for the sins of the world. So you and I, though we were unrighteous, though we did live in bondage, though we were slaves to sin, though we used to live in that old mindset and that old rebellion and that old way, we were slaves to the devil. We were slaves to that old world. When we said yes to Jesus, we were delivered out of slavery and we were brought into the promised land, the blessed life, the Zoe life. Come on, everybody thankful today. You're not living back in that old world of who you used to be. Come on, anybody here today, you've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. So Jesus is our redeeming sacrifice. This is who he is. God is showing us the principle of God first all the way back in the second book of the Bible, the book of Exodus. God is showing this is how you'll prove that I'm first. You give the first to God. You give the first. I'm not, listen, I'm not a God that you should bring some second, some secondary leftovers. You, you bring, you know, the, the eighth thing to me. No, I'm the God of first. I'm, I'm a God of first fruits. So write down number two. We offer our first fruits to the Lord. We offer our first fruits to God. 
I love this verse here in Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read it in two translations. Watch the first translation and then watch what it reads in the message translation. It says this, Proverbs chapter 3. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Watch this. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Let's read it now in the message. I love this. It says, honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. What's the, what's the Bible saying? Give God your best. Don't give God your seconds. Oh, my wife, Julia. I love Julia so much. But I, I, I'm, this is not my personality. When we go to a restaurant and there's still some food left, the waitress or waiter will always say, would you like us to box this up to go? And I'm like, no, we're good. And Julia's like, absolutely, yes. So a lot of time when I go to my refrigerator, I'm opening it and this like cheesecake from three days ago is still in that thing. And I'm like, I don't want... I don't want seconds. God is not interested in your seconds. God is not a God that we should give him leftovers. God wants the first of our fruits. It said give God the best of your time. Give God the best of your energy. Give God the best of your labor. Give God the best of your fruits. Come on, anybody thankful today that he does not deserve some sloppy second. He deserves the best. This is who God is. This is who God is. I love this in the story in Genesis chapter 4 of Cain and Abel. Remember the first couple on earth, Adam and Eve, gave birth to two sons and their names were Cain and Abel. Watch here in the Bible the difference between giving God your best and giving God leftovers. Watch here, Genesis chapter 4 and it says, now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. You see what the Bible's teaching us? The Bible's teaching us, I receive the best, I receive the first, I am pleased when you give me your best, but when you try and bring something, I love this in Malachi chapter 1, God says the same thing. Malachi chapter 1, is Mal, the book of Malachi is where we understand the tithe. It's really the tithe uh, book of the Bible. In Malachi chapter 1, God has an issue with the church, and he starts talking to the church, and he goes, guys, you know what I don't like? You know what I don't want from you? He said, I do not want you keep bringing me these broken animals with broken necks and broken legs and these types of sacrifices I will not be pleased with. I reject them. In other words, what God is saying is because of who I am, I deserve the best. So we give our best to the best. We give the first fruits to God because he's worthy of nothing less but the first fruits of our lives. This is just who he is. This is just who God is. God modeled it when he gave his very best. He gave his first fruits. He gave his one and his only son. Now he says to you and I, he said, I want you to bring the first, bring the best. Bring, bring, bring the best that you have in, into the storehouse. Now, let me just tell you this. When it comes to tithe, when it comes to all your wealth, you can only do two things with tithe. You and I are limited to only doing two things. By the way, also when it comes to tithe, you cannot designate your tithe. You cannot say with your tithe, 3% going to go here, and then 4% is going to go here, and then another percent there. No, no, God said all the tithe to the storehouse. In other words, all the tithe comes to the church. I'm not asking you to be some philanthropist. No, I want you to, that was a difficult word for a second. I, 
I want you to I want do it again. I want you to bring all the tithe, all of the first fruits to the storehouse. So that so there's only two things you can do with your tithe. You, this, I know it sounds extreme, but this is God. This is not me. Just don't be mad at me. Be mad at God. There's only two things you can do with your tithe. You can steal it or you can return it. I know that sounds very harsh, but this is God, not me. God, I'm just trying to teach you how to live the abundant life. Please hear me. When it comes to tithe, a lot of people think like when they tithe, I give to God. No, 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 no. We, when you tithe, you're not giving to God. You're returning to God. The tithe belongs to the Lord. The tent, the tithe, it says, bring your tithe to the storehouse. It belongs to me. And so when it comes to our, our tithing, we're either going to return it or we're going to steal it. You and I would sit here in church and we'd sit here with our coffee, but coffee first. And we would think in our head, God, I will never steal from you. God, I will. In fact, Malachi chapter 3, the church responded. God said, God, how have we robbed you? How in the world? We would never steal from God. And God said, yeah, you have. You have stolen from me in tithes and offerings. You haven't, you haven't brought what belongs to me of the fruit of your labor. Sorry, I'm using a visual. I'm getting really excited today. Come on. This is exciting. I, like, I, like, I just have a bowl. Like, I never use it beyond the bowl. But God said, of the fruit of your labor, I want you to bring a tenth back to me. The first belongs to the Lord. This is so important. You write down point number three. I'm just going to give you three things to write down today. But write this down. Number three, the tithe must be first. The tithe must be first. So in other words, I don't, I don't take all, all my wealth, all that I get, and I go, okay, the mortgage company's going to get this, and then my, the utility's going to get this, and I'm giving all, all, these, these, the, all my abundance out, and then let's see what's left over for God. As if God loves leftovers. No, God said the, the tithe must be first. Let's just say hypothetically, me and you, we go out and we're going to build a fence together. We're going to get hired. We're going to go build a fence. I know this would never happen, but just go with me in your mind. We're going to build a fence together. And you and I, we drop a contract. We get hired out. We, 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 we do the research, how much it's going to cost, how much we're going to make. Let's say you and I build a fence. We both get paid $1,000 for building a fence. I get the $1,000. Now, if I, if I make $1,000, I have ten. $100 bills. Now, let's just, you can say it out loud. If I've got 10 $100 bills, I made $1,000, how much of that 1000 belongs to God? 100 Now, but let me just say this. It's not just that 100 belongs to God. Which of the $100 bills belongs to God? It's the first that belongs to God. It's the, it's the first that belongs to the Lord. It's not the eighth. It's not the last one. It's the first $100. God is, listen, this is God. God is a God of first fruits. He's a God that comes first. I'll just tell you from my life. When we, Julie and I, we get paid on the first and we get paid on the 15th. And I have a man, I'm a man of routine. I'm a man of habit. In the morning time, I pull up my laptop and I always check our bank accounts in the morning. I don't know if you're like me, but I check my accounts. I check my accounts to see where we're at and see how much she spent at Cheesecake. And, you know, just see where we're at. And, and, and Nordstrom. And it's, uh, but here's, here's what I do. When we get paid on the 1st and 15th, is the morning when I get up and I see that thing. Ooh, yeah, come on. So I get on our push pay and I say, it's time to tithe. I get excited. So I get on tithe. And by the way, it's never the amount of money that enacts God's blessing. It's faith. It's never the amount of money God's into. 
It's the faith behind. It takes faith to give God first. Like, in other words, God, when he gave Jesus, it wasn't just that he gave Jesus. He gave Jesus in faith. In fact, when God gave Jesus, Jesus was on the cross. They were mocking him, laughing at him, spitting at him, ridiculing him. But God still gave Jesus, hoping that humanity would respond to God. It's not the amount of money. It's always the spirit of faith that's behind giving the tithe. I was just in Australia. I heard this wonderful story in Australia at Hillsong Church. And I love going to Hillsong Church. To me, the most inspiring church besides Zoe Church in the world. And, um, and I was just there, and, and they're telling me this wonderful story. Years ago when Hillsong first started, Pastor Brian was up preaching one Sunday night. He's preaching this wonderful message. And he stops in the middle of his message, and he says, you know what? God just told me, Holy Spirit just spoke to me, that somebody here in this service is going to one day give a million dollars to the church. The church kind of, wow, that's ama- what great faith that God spoke that to you. That's amazing. And he said, right when, right when he said that, this wife kind of elbowed her husband. She leans over and she goes, it's going to be you one day. Now, at the time, this couple was, they were tithing like thousands, millions. How could we ever give a million-dollar check to the church? He's, but you know what? Years later, that couple said that they would one day, they would have the opportunity to write a million-dollar check to the church. Isn't that amazing? He said something so fascinating. He said, but you know what? Can I be honest with you? The same faith that it took to give 1,000 is the same faith that it took to give 10,000. It was the same faith it took to give 100,000. I used the same exact faith to give a million dollars. Come on, anybody know it's never about the amount of money. Come on, it's all about the spirit of faith that it takes to give to God. Remember that story, Jesus, this lady comes and brings two coins, and she puts them in the offering, and she puts God first, and Jesus goes, whoop, stop the press, everybody stop right now in the church. This girl right here gave more than everybody. God, how, you are bad at math. How could you say this girl gave more than everybody when she only gave two coins? Because it's never about the amount of money, it's always about the amount of faith. We don't please or wow God with money. We wow God with our trust. We wow God with our confidence in him. We wow God in our belief in him. Come on, somebody have faith today that God is a good God. He can be trusted with our tithes and our offerings and putting him first. I'm just, I'm just telling you, the tithe has to come first. It has to come first. Now, when I, you know, get in, uh, in the morning time and I look on our account and I get on the push pay and I, I, give, I, I give on behalf of Julie and I, we tithe to Zoe Church. That's where all of our tithe goes. We tithe to our church. When I give to the tithe, I, is, I push that push pay thing. In the name of Jesus, use this money to build your church. In the name of Jesus, this money will be used to reach Los Angeles. And I give my tithe. I love to give my tithe. I, I, I've never regretted a day of tithing in my life. So when I give that tithe, now let's just say, for example. Let's just say one day I wake up and I don't have time to sit on my laptop and see that the deposit has come in and I'm busy and I run out the whole day and later at night I get home and I get on the laptop and I get on our bank account and I can see that the the money came in, our paycheck came in, but I haven't tithed yet and Julia, oh Julia, she's been out, you know, cheesecake, Toys R Us, Postmates, the huge. And um, I'll go to Julia, I go, great, we're cursed now, Julia. Thanks a lot. Because we didn't give the first. Thanks. Now Postmates got the blessing. <laughs> Toys R Us, blessed. That's, no, no. Guys, we're not under the curse. Putting God first is spirit and attitude. 
It's the spirit of faith. It's the attitude of saying, God, I want to bring my best to you. I want to bring the first fruits to the Lord. Come on, somebody thank God today that we don't have to live under the law. Come on, we're grace givers. We're responding to who God is, so we want to put God first. I just love what God's saying here. Watch here in Malachi chapter 3. These are the last scriptures I want to show you today. Anybody being encouraged by this message today? Come on, anybody being encouraged? We're putting God first at our church. Watch this, Malachi chapter 3. Look up here in what it says. It says, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, God, how have we robbed you? In your tithes and contributions. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Verse 10 is my, my favorite. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby Put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I want to tell you, if you're, if you're struggling financially, if your finances aren't in order, I want to tell you this is the only time in the whole Bible that God invites you to test him. God does not invite you to test him in any other category of your life. It's only with money. It's only in finances. God says, test me. And you just watch. You just see. If you put me first and you return to me what belongs to me, and you just watch, I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour out more blessing on your life than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. You will be blessed beyond measure. You will be blessed beyond belief. I will tell you today that there is no worse feeling than feeling like the windows of heaven are shut on your life. There is no better feeling than waking up in the morning going like, whoo, I know God is good. I know, I know everything. My life is in order. God is first. The windows of heaven are open to my world. I'll tell you, the windows of heaven are open to Zoe Church because, Zoe, we tithe off the first of everything that comes into this church. We tithe for Julia and I. I'll tell you, I've never regretted it because all I'm, I, the other day I woke up, and I'm very sensitive when I sleep. I need to sleep in warm quarters. I don't like to be cold. If I get cold, I catch a cold. I don't like it. And the other morning I woke up, and I could tell that the woman had opened the sliding glass door and opened the windows because I was so cold, and I felt tickle in my throat. And I was like, dang it, she did it again because the windows were all open. I want to preach to somebody today, and I want to declare to you in the name of Jesus. God is going to open the windows of heaven and he will pour out more blessing than you could ever imagine because God is not a man that he should lie. God is not an author of confusion. Come on, anybody believe today that God does not need your money. God is after your heart. Do you think for one moment God needs your money? Like God's trying to put, have you put God first in your finances so he can get more money. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and all that is within it. God is not in lack ever. God made it all. He owns it all. He has it all. What God cannot control is your ability to give him your heart. And when you put God first, you are saying, God, in my life, in my heart, in my world, I'm giving you the first of my labor, the first of my fruits, the first of my world. You have the first of my energy. And when you do that, you reciprocate, you receive a blessing that is beyond your natural understanding. We do not give to God to receive from God. We give to God because we've already received from God. Amen to that. Worship team, you can come join me. And I uh, hope you're being encouraged because, you know, I, 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 I can't be your pastor and not really introduce you to the way to have a blessed life. And I believe with all my heart that this principle that runs all the way from Old Testament to New Testament, 
from Genesis to Revelation, this truth right here will absolutely radically change your life. And when you start putting God first, I've never, ever, ever seen somebody put God first and be abandoned. In fact, the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God will come through beyond your natural understanding. Amen. Come on, if you have faith for it, let's clap one more time. Let's thank God. Come on for who he is today. Amen. We can, we can steal it or we can return it. We're giving a tithe to God because this is just who God is. He's worthy of it. My favorite part of the whole thing, God said when you get to, when you get to the promised land, bring the first of all the animals and the firstborns. And if it's a donkey, you need a lamb that will wash it clean. He said, but 100% is going to happen. Your son is going to come and say, Dad, why do we do this? Why do we give the first of all the males and the first of all of our animals? Why would we do that? He said, when you, when you hear that, as soon as your son says that, you tell your son, I'll tell you why, son. Because we weren't always in freedom. And we weren't always redeemed. And we used to live in this bondage and we used to be slaves. We used, to, we used to literally have to serve another master. But God, by his strong hand, by his outstretched hand, he brought us into, into our promised land. And so, son, we give our first to God because God, he saved us and he rescued us and he delivered us. And we would still be in bondage had it not been for God. So gladly, son. We do this gladly. We give back to God because he gave us freedom. He gave us life forevermore. He gave us his son. Come on, Zoe Church. We give our first because God gave us first. We give our best because God gave us best. Oh, come on, anybody grateful today that God is for us. God redeems us. God is with us. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.